This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good. Doing good. Have a good week here. Uh, real quick, I was on I was on Twitter before we started, and this caught my eye. I don't know why, but... Someone says, so, uh, El Gran Virga Rojo del Diablo says... The big green something devil, maybe? I guess. Um, well, I know Rojo's red. Well, I thought you said Verde in there at one point. Virga. Virga Rojo del Diablo. El Gran Virga. So, the big... Something red the devil. I don't know. But he says, fuck, Mary kill, I hop Denny's Waffle House. It's a really weird, really weird fuck, Mary kill, but I'm definitely killing Denny's. I guess they're, yeah, I guess they're the premier breakfast places in the uh, country. Yeah. I, get, I agree with that. I mean, Denny's sucks. I mean, I'll, I'll fuck Waffle House, I guess. Marry IHOP and kill Denny's. See, I would put that... Uh, I would go the other way. I would uh, I would marry Waffle House just because I like how they have jalapenos and all of their stuff. Oh, yeah, that is true. And IHOP is, like, way more expensive than it should be for, like, a pancake place. Like, it's like it just makes no sense why they uh, charge the prices they do. They've got it's, decent like, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I'm not a big bris- biscuits or briskets and gravy person. <laughs> Briskets and that's a that's a very filling breakfast. Ever had brisket? Uh, brisket's not bad. Anyway, what was bad was this episode of Home Improvement that we watched. It wasn't very good. Um, Mark, did you watch Home Improvement when it first came out? I did. I I, I did watch the show. Fairly regularly, honestly. Yeah, I also think I like. I think I watched it in, like its initial run. I could be wrong on that, but I definitely watched it a lot in syndication. Mm-hmm. Like it came into syndication like probably in my mid to late teens, and I kind of realize as we do these that a lot of the shows I watched, I don't even understand why I watched them. I don't seem to really have enjoyed them much when I did watch them. Yeah. Like, I watched Family Matters a lot, but I remember, like, laughing a lot. I mean, maybe when I was younger and, like, at first, like, the Urkel parts were quite humorous uh, mm-hmm. to me when I was a young lad. Um, as we say here in England. Yeah. America. We, we, USA. we, we film this slash record this in England, just so you guys know. But then we also import it back to the United States because we're American. We just fly yeah. over to England to do it. It's kind of like an in-your-face sort of thing. Like we do it yeah, because just in face. because we don't they don't make any money off it because we don't like declare you know income we make over there and we don't properly say what we're bringing in the country. So really, we're taking money out of the country. Yeah, yeah, we do it just to fuck with them. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I I agree with with your sentiments. Uh, I, but I mean, it's, like, it's just so weird because like I watched, uh, and I always almost call it Tool Time, which is the show within a show, right? Much like uh, Hamlet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Hamlet. Arnold, yeah. I realize we also made another Arnold Schwarzenegger reference at the end there too. Yeah. 
and we were all over the place. Oh, oh shit! Actually, I completely forgot. I watched a uh, a documentary called The Game Changers that he's heavily involved in. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I should have talked about that, huh? Maybe. <laughs> Whoops. Was it about? Is it about uh, people that uh, handled Nintendo cartridges? No, it's about uh, like ve- veganism. Although it never explicitly says it, it's just plain. But then, like, it's like a documentary, like much like a like a Michael Moore kind of like scenario where like they make a claim that's like completely outlandish, and I just I know it's one hundred percent false right in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, like, there's a person who talks about, like, you know, the dental record. And they're saying, like, oh, human beings were, were never, you know, um, evolved to eat meat, which is 100% untrue. Because even, like, a prominent vegan, like, uh, paleontologist, the people, whoever study, like, you know, study ancient people and, like, their bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's we're clearly evolved to eat meat. I mean, we have incisors, you know, that just rip flesh apart. Correct. But yeah, so just that alone, it's like, I, I mean, if you get that one thing that's very obvious wrong, I mean, there were just like some crazy, like, it, it's a it's a crazy movie. Yeah, that's the thing, too. A lot of people will point to teeth and say, like, well, you know, human beings' teeth are mostly flat, so, like, aren't they designed to eat plants then and, and not meat? And it, like, like, look at a wolf, and, like, all their teeth are really sharp. And it's like, yeah, uh, wolves also don't have opposable thumbs. So that's like... Right. That's a difference, you know. Like, and, and and we're omnivores, whereas they're just carnivores, so they never have to worry about you know crunching and you know shredding, uh, you know shrubbery. Yeah, exactly. We're omnivores. See, well, I'm sorry. Here in England, we call it shrubbery, but it's just like bushes in America. I think is what we say. Correct. Yes. When you go to the apothecary, you will find that no, we, uh, we and we like to say instead of a podcast, we like to call us a chinwag because that's what we say here in England. But um. No, like, our some our teeth are maybe flatter than most people would expect for an omnivore, but that's because uh, we also we also evolved to use tools uh, to use stuff that we're not we're not designed to to rip a to like hunt an an elk and, and like rip its jugular out with our teeth. No, we're not designed to do that, but we are designed to slash it with a uh, knife. Do you know? Uh, do you know how we did hunt uh, like a uh, big game back, like in the Paleo- Paleolithic era? No. So that's a subject I'm really fascinated by. So I, I have way more than you want to hear about this. But uh, actually, what we did for the most part was called exhaustion hunting, where we just have like a bunch of people kind of lined up, and since we can sweat, whereas most of our prey does not, we would just literally chase something until it like had a heart attack, and then we'd like kill it. Wow, that's a heart attack, or, or not necessarily a heart attack, but it just it could no, it literally could not run anymore. It would like be collapsing because it couldn't run, and then it was just like a easy kill. So Billy Joel was writing about Paleolithic man then. Heart attack, ack, 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 you ought to know by now. I guess I'm not sure. I'm not very familiar with this catalog. <laughs> well, the next the next line was uh, was um, pick your berries. I don't know. I can't think of something. Something about gathering. <laughs> Pick your berries? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the next line is about gathering. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing the first verse is about hunting. Um, oh, yeah, it, it's probably not. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, tool time. <laughs> yeah, home improvement. Um, so, yeah, you did you watch, you watch it, like, a lot? Because I... I I definitely watched, like, probably, like, complete seasons at a certain I would say I probably watched most weeks. It was one of those shows that the whole family watched. It was just one of the ones that 
that my family, for whatever reason, chose, and we watched it. You know, around here, uh, Tim Allen is from uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, so like local ties are like local references. So I think a lot of people around here in general probably were more inclined to watch it than not. I, I, I did watch it, not just for those references, but, you know, it is nice to see, like, you know, like local references or like, you know, wearing a shirt of like a college that nobody outside of the state would be aware of. Yeah, Alma College or something like that. There's the kids, uh, the kids' room is like way overly done so in that way. Like it was like an advertisement for the state of Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. It's like he was doing those uh, pure Michigan commercials before he actually did them. Right. It's right. I, I work in the legal field, and uh, a lot of the courts I call, there's a, at least one, if not more, that have, like, you know, whatever, like, city it is. Uh, like, say it was the city of Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Pontiac is not one of them. That's why I'm using it as an example. Mm-hmm. They'll have the Tim Allen part from the pure Michigan, like, as their whole music. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's like, like I've heard at least I'm pretty sure at least two, maybe three courts have that. It's just kind of like you know, there's such like, yeah, he's from around here, you know, that they're so happy to put it in the commercial <laughs> for their, you know, official court. Yeah, so I don't know what it was because, like you, I don't really ever remember. You know, like I said, it was just something that my family watched. So I didn't like, you know, at that time period, I didn't have control over what was on the TV and. You know, we didn't have, I didn't have a a TV of my own. So if I wanted to watch TV at night with the family, it was going to be whatever my parents wanted to watch. But I don't remember ever laughing super hard at it. I don't remember, like, really enjoying it. And I I go back and I look at it, and obviously I I don't like it. There was nothing funny in this episode to me. But it's also, I wonder if part of it is the lack of choice. So during this time period, there was basically three networks that would... Yeah, I think there's for sure familiarity with characters too. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And it just, you know, I think competition has made television better, honestly. Oh, it definitely has. But yeah, so this show... So the episode opens with uh, they're doing... They're talking about sawhorses. They're wearing. Yeah, there, there's always a, a very, uh, very formulaic setup. Like at the very beginning, it's almost always they're on the set of uh, Tool Time, mm-hmm. and there's some wacky like stunt with like you know some sort of electrical appliance. So I'm sorry, you're saying Merc? Yeah. So they've got they're wearing horrible cowboy hats, and using terrible accents. Yeah, and they're talking about sawhorses. Uh, basically. You know, uh, Al says that he's uh, usually a traditionalist, but now he's moved into the the modern 90s, and he's using a metal sawhorse. Yeah, these these two men care more about sawhorses than a man who owns a sawhorse factory. No one has ever cared about sawhorses to this extent in the history of the entire world. Exactly. It's just a way to to put some wood on if you're going to cut it. Right. So yeah, uh, Al's like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, reluctant to do so, but here I am with my crazy modern Benford, which uh, for those not in the know, Benford is the name of the company, which is, this is very odd to me. I don't think this makes a lot of sense. Okay. Tim is on the show um, sponsored by, it seems like a local company because like the guy who owns the the tool company appears on the show several times. Like they're like, you know, friends. Um, So it's like a local company and they have well, it's basically like a um, an ad for their show. That's all it is. I mean, all they have are Benford tools and like Tim and Al, like you know, showing like they only ever show like one stage of a project. Like they never finish a project, is what I gather from all the episodes I've seen. Yeah, it's always it's like, like the like initial a, stage. 
It's like, you're going to need these these steps for this treehouse you're making. And it's like you never see any other part of the treehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they only use Benfer tools, which for all I know, these are like the shittiest tools ever. I mean, but this company makes so much money that they could just afford to put on a show that employs at least th- way more than three people. There's a crew and that sort of thing. Yeah, camera. It only stuff. seems to be on. And they say several times that he's a, he's a public access show. So how, how, how are they making any money off of the show? I don't know. Like, I don't get this because, yeah, like you said, I mean, basically it's Tim and somehow he, he made friends with Al, who's, who's an actual competent repairman. They, he decided to make a public access show about tools. Binford, the tool company, said, hey, you know, we'll sponsor this because this will spread awareness uh, throughout the local area about our tools. And they're, they're shell. I mean, they're, they must be shelling out. Not that it's like a hugely budgeted show or anything, but it's enough for him to support his family on like whatever they're paying him. Right. And they live in a nice house and he's able to afford all these like expensive side projects. Like his a uh, hot rod. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but I think at one point they do say that Tim started off as a salesman for Benford tools. Okay. So I think they actually created this. They created the show with him in mind. Like I think it was, you know, straight up from you know, the ground. It was a Benford, you know, project. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're making enough money off of selling. You know, they is it that good of a return on investment? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it seems to have like a huge crowd too. So maybe they charge admission to go to the show. Maybe that's the only way they're making money off of it. Maybe they charge like a hundred dollars a ticket, and that's why you know. They're so successful because I, it doesn't make any sense as a business model to me. No, not at all. Oh, so anyway, um, so Tim, of course, he's got his souped-up sawhorse. I don't know why you would need this. It looks like yeah, a, it's it's one hundred percent unnecessary. Yeah, it looks like a horse, and it moves on its own with an engine. I. I I, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. It's I, I get the bit, I guess. It's not funny. And, uh, you know, he, he crashes into the camera, and then we get along with the, the actual story. It really, the, the, the whole joke is that uh, this guy is incompetent with his tools. I mean, mm. I, I, that's like the whole show. Yeah, which I don't know how that looks good for Benford. At what point were people like, well, maybe these Benford tools just suck? Right. I mean, I think they do break in several episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but I mean, I, I guess they just uh, dis- make the disconnect between Tim and the tools, because obviously, a com- I guess they're thinking most people think they're more like Al than Tim, because, you know, the Al people are like, oh, okay, this, you know, Al can obviously use the, the tools competently, whereas uh, Tim just sort of puts like a, uh, a battery onto like a fucking egg beater and like, you know, kills his family. <laughs> yeah, do you think that do you think that Tim, I guess Tim, that's sort of what this episode's about, is Tim doesn't realize what a joke he is. Right. Like he's, Al is the one that, that shows people how to competently use tools, and Tim's the one that they laugh at. Yeah, yet he's the star of the show, which again doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's it's a very strange setup. Yeah. But, so, Tim is putting together a intercom system for their house. Now, their house doesn't seem big enough to me to have an intercom system, but... I don't know. I mean, the different sets we've seen, like, they seem to have no not, no logical sense whatsoever. Like, their basement is, like, the size of, like, a warehouse. Right. 
and their garage is, you know, big enough to fit like, you know, a hot rod and extra space, like an entire film crew and, you know, two men. I mean, they they definitely play with dimensions very oddly. In this. They really do. I mean, it seems and like it, they have it, a nice house, but I mean. And they, they never really pinpoint where it is, which actually they sort of do in this episode because they make a reference uh, later about the intercom being interfered with by the airplane. So right. is that saying they're in Romulus somewhere or guess- near there? Yeah, I'm guessing that they maybe it's Livonia or or someplace yeah, someplace close to the airport. I I wouldn't think that they would be living downriver, but maybe somewhat close to downriver, so that, like I'm guessing Livonia. Yeah, that that sounds like it makes a lot of sense, Livonia. But anyway, so he yeah, he's putting he's doing this intercom thing and um it's Randy, right? It's it's Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas. Is uh, JTT is what some of us call him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, Simba himself, young Simba himself, comes in uh, with his friend, and he goes up to his room, and the intercom starts working, and Tim hears JTT uh, basically saying that Tim is a fuck up and an idiot, and. Yeah, it's funny she seems to like Tim, but like he's like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's funny too, but he does really go out of his way. It's because his friend's like, man, your dad's funny and everything. I really like him. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, listen to this fucking asshole. Right. And uh, to, to add to his point, he uh, incompetently is law overhearing the conversation. Right, exactly. So, yeah, he, he, he he's basically eavesdrops on, on his kids. That's another thing that comes up. Why is this intercom always on? Like, yeah, and and how does nobody else ever hear it from like any other end? Yeah, like what once like at the end of the sh- the episode when when it actually starts working for real because Al put it together, you, people can just hear what's going on in the other rooms. You don't have to push a button or anything. That seems odd. Yeah, I don't understand. I wonder if uh, Al was taking care of anything else at Tim's house that Tim can do right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, why is yeah, it so, uh, from the intercom? Right. So anyways, uh, Tim Candyman Allen's character, uh, Tim Taylor, yeah. a little inside, I know. Uh, he uh, He's, like, you know, all pissed off and, you know, bitching about his, like, his child having no respect for him. Uh, so he goes to his neighbor, Wilson, mm-hmm. who on every show, like... I mean, this is the most. This this might be the most formulaic show ever. I mean, you you can close your eyes and know what's happening on the show oh, if yeah. you've seen it once. Anyone out there could write an episode of this. Yeah. So they go. Uh, he goes next door and like uh, Tim. Oh wait, I forgot. There is a little bit of a subplot here, um, uh, or a B story, if you will. The older brother Brad uh, is having a difficult uh, relationship with his girlfriend. He wants to. Uh, impress her because she like starts liking this guy who reads like you know, literature and like she's getting into classical music which yeah. he is not yeah she used to be into finger banging and uh and ponytails side ponytails and and now now she's into high literature and and everything and and brad is not into that shit yeah he's a more of a comic book guy if that mm-hmm. like that, that would be a stretch for him probably so he's trying to read David Copperfield because that's her favorite book. And for some, I mean, I, I understand, I guess I understand why. He thinks it's about the magician. But but even then, like 600 pages about the magician would probably not be that entertaining either. 
Yeah, I actually uh, also thought that when I was, you know, when I first heard the name, because I'd heard the, of the magician before the book. Sure, yep. I think, I, I, I'm sure I probably did too, because that the David Copperfield was a pretty famous magician when we were pretty young. So, you know, like, yeah. like four, five, six years old. So we definitely would have grown up hearing about him. So I'm, I'm sure, I don't remember, but I'm sure the first time I heard that book's title, I, was, I probably thought it was about him too. If uh, only he could make all those allegations disappear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, uh, you know, everyone, uh, you know, all these highbrows writing home improvement uh, have the other characters laugh at this uh, David Copperfield thing. Right. And then uh, silly old Tim Taylor, he says the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, these writers. Like, you think you're better than us. Yeah, with your snooty uh, tool time, uh, you know, uh, witticisms. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, his neighbor's like, uh, oh, well, you know, they kind of get to be a that. He goes, did you do this to your father? Tim's like, no. He's like, well, when did your father die? He's like, eh, when he was, when I was like 10 or 9 or something, yeah. or maybe 8, I don't know. 11. But it turns out it was bef- something, but it turned out it was before, you know, he like he kind of says, well, you didn't get to that age in front of your dad because he already died. So uh, Tim, you know, kind of comes to the understanding, oh, yeah, that's what's happening here. You know, I... Uh, you no, know, I would have done. It's just a part of growing up, which I've kind of experienced a little bit in my old household, uh, Mark. I don't know about yourself. Yeah. My older one is getting a little more uh, moody than I would uh, prefer. Yeah, yeah, a little lippy. Yep. Yeah, you have a teenager, <laughs> so I'm sure it's uh, a little more intense for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it definitely it definitely does happen. I think Wilson, you know, I think Wilson's right on this. Uh, unfortunately for Tim, I guess I could make a joke about how he was so unfunny his dad killed himself or whatever. But I don't know if, I don't know if Tim Allen's like, I, I know he bases some of this stuff on his real life. I don't know if his, if his actual dad is dead or, 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 you know, died when he was very young or whatever. I'm going to guess that that's a, that's a distinct possibility. So I guess I won't uh, make any jokes about it, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was like based on his real life or whatever. Cause I didn't think he had like a family and stuff, but I guess it would explain the one episode where you're uh, he and Al are busted at the airport with a uh, illegal quantity of cocaine. <laughs> yep, exactly. And they have to they have to uh, turn snitch. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed also in this episode is that a Mark they mention him several times. That's the uh, youngest brother, mm-hmm. played by Noah Tyler I don't know. Taylor no Teeter. One, no one cares. Todd. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. He looks <laughs> like he has giant teeth. He's probably a Mormon. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, but uh, no, yeah he he was definitely the most nondescript of the kids. Yeah, but I think they kind of forgot about him because he's like there at the very last scene. Yeah, and again, that always makes me wonder: like, is he paid like the full amount for just being there for like five minutes? I think if, if he, so, that's like that's the best job. Ever. I think if he has a line, yeah, which he did. I, I think if you have a line, he gets paid the same amount. It'd be awesome. Uh, but so. Um, so yeah, Wilson says, you know, Hey, it's just a normal part of growing up, get over it basically. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all that happens in this episode. So he confronts, he confronts JTT and says, Hey, I Thank heard, you. I heard what you, I heard what you said about me. And, uh, you know, he says, Oh, you were spying on me. And he's like, well, not on purpose. You know, the, the thing accidentally started working <laughs> and, so he says, yeah, you know, like, uh, you're, you know, you're a loser or whatever. He really busts on him. And then 
Tim uh, basically says, hey, I know why you're doing this. It's because you're at this time period in your life. You're going to be a jerk, uh, you know, for a couple of years. I'm just going to roll with it until you come out on the other side kind of thing. He basically gives him an excuse to to be an asshole to him, which seems like a mistake to me. And also, don't forget the part where he, like, uh, he wackily misinterprets the advice, which he does every single time he speaks to Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then he just somehow conveys the point without actually understanding it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, you've got to clean your teeth on my bones or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he, sounded like something Brian Singer would say. Uh, I think he did. <laughs> but we'll do more about Brian Singer next episode of House. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, we charge we charge the London audience, too, to come see us. That's another That's another way that we just screw over the English people. Yeah. But anyway. Check mate. <laughs> mate is something that we say here in, in, in England. It doesn't mean your spouse. It just means like a friend. But that's pretty much the episode. And then uh, Al comes and fixes it. Jill tells... Jill tells... Brad. Yeah, Jill tells Brad. Like her and, her and Brad kind of go back and forth about what's going on. His girlfriend ends up dumping him. She's going down on the, the sophisticated guy now. And Jill is at first I thought she was at first I thought she was just putting on so that Brad would feel better. But then it became really clear that she was also very upset. Yeah, I think that I don't know if that was like because I think that was a I think he had like a kept on and off again relationship with a girl named Jennifer. I assume it's the same one, I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think she was all that great. No, no. No, I don't remember anything about her. I remember the episode where, where Brad um, where Brad had marijuana. That's much later. But... Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I remember an episode where I think it was Randy. Uh, this is the dumbest plot ever, by the way. Right. He wanted to have, like, a, he was having a birthday party, so his dad made him a, uh, he made him a dance floor, which I don't understand why that's necessary at all, because, you know, what, like, 12-year-old kid doesn't want to fucking dance? Right. <laughs> and then uh, Tim being Tim, he overpolished it. So, like, this girl he liked, like, uh, slipped and, like, sprained a wrinkle on it. Mm-hmm. Like, his, her dad was, like, super overprotective. Nice. And so, like, they, like, put, like, her foot, like, in the um in the punch because it was cold. And then later, like, uh, like his the dad ate, drank some without them being able to warn him in time. And he goes, oh, I, I, it's, it tastes like Sally had a hand in it. And they go, well, something like that. And, like, the laugh track uh, goes nuts. <laughs> what a fucking horrible joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. This, this show's garbage. Uh, like most of the stuff we watch for this. Um, yeah, we should probably do a good one at one point, like something we like. Yeah. I don't know. We could think of something. We could do an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, something. Maybe Castle Rock. Oh, wait, we're doing that for the other show, aren't we? Yeah. Got too many shows going on. I'm confused. Yeah, me too. I'm confused with all the shows. But, you know, we're addicted to this. Yeah, some of us are on more shows than others, apparently. <laughs> well, you know I do the show with Carol. She's a whore! <laughs> I mean, I met you, actually. You said Carol right before he said that, and I was leading into it. <laughs> <laughs>
That was bad timing. Entirely bad timing. Or was it really one, good timing? Carol is, is a lovely person. Uh, you, on the other hand. I know. You're uh, a louse. <laughs> I love that term, louse. Uh, all right. So we will uh, we will see you next week with something else terrible. Uh, I don't know what yet. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of these days we'll we'll plan this out beforehand so that you guys can watch whatever you want. Uh, watch with us if you want to watch with us. What? I don't. Know. Are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bleeding from my eyes again. I can't read the script. Yeah, that would make sense. All right. Well, we oh yeah, that, wouldn't it be great if this was all scripted? <laughs> It's a tightly scripted show. It is. It's like wrestling. It's fake. Yeah, exactly. We make it sound like like we're just coming up with this off the fly, but this is... is, I'm not even from parts unknown. No, no, not at all. They're well known. All right, we will see you next week, guys. Bye. See you next time. I don't...